Welcome back to another Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Keefe. Today's podcast is an interview with KW, a vile creature. Check it out. And I'm here with KW from Vile Creature. How are you? I'm quite well. Yourself, Keefe? I am great, and welcome back. Welcome to Brooklyn again. Welcome to St. Vitus Bar. What a, a hopping Saturday night. We're going to have a fun time. Sonja's on stage right now. Vile Creature next, so I won't take up all of your time so you can get ready. And, uh, of course, False. So, awesome tour. Uh, great bill tonight. How's it been going so far for you guys? So, it's not really a tour. It's just today's just a one-off date. Um, False flew over and played Philly and then plays tonight. Uh, so, I'm just from Philly, so played with them and then came over. Uh, and False asked us to come down. We're from Hamilton, Ontario, so we drove down for the show today and then we'll go back. Um, so yeah, it's been, I, false is the torchbearer for what us black metal should sound like. So to be able to celebrate the release of Porton is very exciting for me. We just spent our whole interview talking about that exact topic with them, how important that record is, uh, and super stoked for vile creature to be on this as well tonight. Uh, and you are also celebrating a little bit, uh, recently signed to prosthetic records, a record label we're fans of, uh, released basically a compilation of your previous stuff. I know you have some other singles out there, adult swim and whatnot, but I assume there will be a new release at some point on prosthetic. That's the idea. Yeah. At some point, that's the idea is a good way to put it. Uh, we, so we did and our, we've been a band for, I think actually it's today. We've been a band for five years it's either today or tomorrow um and in those five years we've done two records and an ep uh and we actually we um agreed to work with prosthetic in like august of last year but they usually don't announce that they're working with a band until they have a release and we'd never done a cd so we decided to do uh a like yeah uh, we decided to do like a retrospective cd it's a double cd that has all of our records our ep on it it comes with like the full storybook for our last record um and then since that that came out in March. We did a new song for the Adult Swim single series. Uh, or no, the, the Metal 2 compilation. My apologies. Uh, and yeah, we're currently writing. We're working on another record. We don't... We like between the, it's our band's two people. We don't have a lot of pressure to do things because we're both very busy people in our own lives. So we we're writing at our own pace and it's been super fun to just do like weird, fun, new things. And Prosthetic is a label that supports weird, fun, new things. I think they're a good label fit for you. And I think they're going to, you know, they seem like a place. They don't have one style of band. They never have. They have many kinds of bands. They will encourage you to do whatever it is you come out with and support you, which I think is a great place for you. Yeah, um, we I think we when we did our so our record Cast of Static and Smoke came out in March of 2018. And when we were getting ready to put it out, I think we had some like very small conversations with Steve Joe, who's the uh, the like label manager for Prosthetic about doing a CD. But the time frames didn't work. Uh, and then uh, Halo of Flies, which was the label that put that record out, shut down right after our record came out, which is the same thing that happened with our first record. The label shut down right after it came out. So we kind of thought we were cursed. And then Steve kind of approached us about working 
working together in the future and our ideas mesh, the way we work, uh, the way we work and the way we uh, visualize creativity was really similar. Um, and the team that's surrounding prosthetic is one of the most exciting things for me because like um, Becky Laverty, who does Pione uh, Pioneer Music Press uh, and now Shannon Void uh, are both involved with prosthetic and they are two people with uh, a, an abundant amount of creativity and a pure passion for music that makes me want to maybe like makes me want to create the best possible thing I can so they can do the best possible thing they can do with it. And it's kind of a creative dream team. So being involved with prosthetics so far, even though we haven't done a new record has been so seamless and so wonderful. And we've had such ample support and we feel really excited to be surrounded by bands like Dawn Raid and Venom Prison, uh, Snow Burial from Chicago is really, really rad. And I mean, if you just look at the back catalog, like Kai Lessa put records out on prosthetic, that Atlas Moth record from last year was super rad like there's a lot of it's got a rich history um and that doesn't stop that label from making even a richer history moving forward and we're excited to maybe be a small part of that oh, you definitely you will be and uh we can always have a shannon void and uh, becky laverty love fest because anybody who listens uh knows the publicists who really do and push and help their acts we will always love and share that uh, and help them as well do their thing. So uh, could not be happier about, a, as you said, a dream team to help you put put out your uh, next material. So uh, obviously you got a lot of stuff to draw from for the show tonight and in general. Uh, personally, I love the last release and I love the EP too. And uh, originally I think the single kind of came and missed me because singles miss me sometimes because they just random uh but it's awesome that you got picked adult swims a really cool kind of thing to be a part of did they approach how did they approach you i should ask probably yeah we it's funny we got an email on march 1st uh saying hey we're doing metal swim 2 and that immediately kind of lit up my radar because the original metal swim was a decade before and that if you get a chance i don't know if you remember it but if you look at it the list of bands on that release were app like a uh I don't know, benchmark bands that have set amazing precedents for metal in the United States in the last 10 years, you know, like, uh, like was it Baroness and again, Kylesa, Black Tusk, Red Fang. There were just so many good bands that were on that. So once I like, once they asked, I was immediately like, oh yes. And then they said, okay, well we need the song by April 1st and it needs to be something that hasn't been released. And we had nothing. We did not have a song. We hadn't written anything. So we like got together um, and kind of took some riffs that we'd been working on and spent like three straight days putting together something that we knew we would be proud of and then responded to them and said we could do it. Uh, we went into the studio four days later and recorded it and had it mastered and sent them a day later. So it was eight days from them asking until we sent them a brand new song, uh, which is called Harbinger of Nothing. And we're actually gonna play it for the first time live tonight, which should be intriguing. Sick. Um, that kind of weird, random scenario and pressure has got to also be a little freeing once it's done. Nerve wracking for sure. While it was happening, um, right? For sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, we we've always taken a long time to write, and we write at our own pace. And we this band just started as a way for both of us to be creative together. Like Vic learned to play drums by us writing our first record, and we've consistently just tried to do things that we thought would be fun, and never do something that's not fun for us because this is just a really positive, creative outlet for both of us because we work really hard in our like non-music lives and we just want to have a beautiful creative outlet um so yeah 
we've always had a lot of time. So that idea of just like pressured writing is something we've never done before. We've never written on a deadline. And it was a really interesting, uh, like it was an interesting task. It was almost like a challenge that we had to do. And it's cool to know that we can like produce something that we're truly proud of in a short amount of time and that we worked well under pressure in that way. That was something new for us. Right. It's like I imagine like uh, I don't watch reality TV at all, but it probably sounds like complete this task or get kicked off the island like your own musical Lord of the Flies. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, I've been called piggy before and I wear glasses, so it works out well. But no, it was just kind of um, it was just a cool opportunity and we didn't want to pass it up. And we sat down and just talked about it. And we're like, let's take this as a challenge to do something and create something for this moment. And it turned into one of the songs we're most proud of writing. And it's something that we like may consider putting on whatever our next record is, uh, whether we retool it or just do it as is. We just feel really confident behind it. And that was, uh, again, just a really lovely thing to learn is that we were able to be confident and comfortable in uh, like really truncated creative process. Awesome. And uh, speaking of live, I haven't seen you since Roadburn, which we were talking about, mentioned before we started, um, which I loved, uh, and it was insane. Uh, does your do you would you say that your music uh, live maybe takes on a different persona than sitting back and listening to records? Because um, I feel like maybe live you have a little more freedom to kind of uh, express them a little differently if you want to. I like I feel like I actually respectfully disagree with that. If so, we, we've actually talked about it a few times, but when we record, we record live. So we have all of the amps, like a million amps set up and our drums and everything's put together. And then Vic and I play together and whatever the best take is, we keep. And we, you know, like play, we'll go through a song two or three times, maybe punch one little thing in. I'll do another round of guitar. That's our record, it's just us playing live. So we feel like our, like when playing live, it's maybe, you know, there's always a difference between listening to a record or listening to an MP3 and being in a room. And we just want to make sure it's as fun and full as it can be and fun is in quotation marks because it's like sad angry doom metal but like it's as cathartic of, as it, of we want to make sure that it's as or more cathartic of, as it, of an experience live as it is on a record awesome well done uh so uh, how, how did you get your start sort of in this dirty doom metal and you wanted to uh create some yourself I just like I've always loved heavy music um, Vic wanted to learn how to play drums we sat down I play guitar slow and we just kind of wrote without an idea of what we wanted to play and we rewrote some stuff as Vic was getting better at drums and then we like recorded six months after and that was our first record and we played some of those songs up until like six months ago so we just kind of like we're I don't feel like we're beholden to whatever genre that we play but we like we like playing slow and heavy and I personally the music I drift to most is whatever has the most tension with payoff and that for me comes with a lot of like atmospheric black metal and a lot of like really long like long form doom so that's kind of where we ended up awesome and then conversely what are some bands that you enjoy and listen to that are not applicable to the music you make I basically only listen to two bands, uh, and that's not an exaggeration. I listen to uh, The Hold Steady and The Tragically Hip. Uh, those are the two bands that I listen to. I probably listen to a record from them each day. I listen to all the live stuff. I've said tra Tragically Hip's not a band anymore because unfortunately Gord Downey passed away. 
um, which was uh, the last time I, the first time in 10 years I cried. Uh, but I've seen the Hold Steady Live probably 60 times and I'll continue to go see them um, and like drive to go to them. But yeah, those are the two things I listen to more often than not. That's amazing. Gord was a treasure. I never got to see them. And I saw the whole steady one time only. But uh, both great bands. That's amazing. And then so your musical expression is totally not at all what you listen to. But that's actually probably how it should be in a way, right? Yeah, I feel like everybody's got a different process and stuff. But like I I'm listen to music for comfortability. I write music for creativity. And when I need to express something, it's a lot different than when I need to listen to something, right? Like the whole steady and the tragically hip are super comfortable for me um, and when I want to express something I, I'm when I'm happy with people I let them know because it's a really nice thing to do when I'm unhappy I let it through in creativity I'll also let them know but like I you know I'm able to express a lot of the like deeper more specific feelings through playing music and a lot of that turns out into a positive outlet for aggression sick what is uh, your favorite uh, tour van uh, tragically hip record because they're all deep right there's like no filler so but you do have a favorite that you go on repeat oh I, honestly I'm at the point now where I mostly listen to live records from them because there's such a deep like bootleg history of their stuff um, I listen to so many of their live records but um, as like I can't pick one that wouldn't be fair so I would say like Day for Night, Fully Completely, um, In Violet Light, Music at Work are probably the ones I go to the most. Um, and then like Trouble of the Hen House and Road Apples are also super, all their records are wonderful. Um, but yeah, like Day for Night to me is like alt rock Fugazi. And I love it so very, very, very much. That is the best description I have ever heard in my life of that band, alt rock Fugazi. It's factually and accurate. It is totally 100% factually accurate. So as we wind this down, cause you need to get ready to play, uh, I guess as you're sort of taking your time to write, hopefully in 2020 we'll have a new record and hopefully some tours and other news coming from the band. Yeah, we're gonna work on some stuff. We're playing tonight with False. Uh, we're playing in September, a couple shows, and then we're working, writing, and petting our six cats and a dog for the next while. And I think the idea is to do something in 2020 as far as a record, but I'm not gonna hold myself to anything because we just wanna make the best thing we can and have fun doing it, so. Kill it. Pet cats and dogs make crazy slow doom metal. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. I really appreciate your time and your answers. Thanks very much, buddy. Thanks for checking out today's podcast. Follow, like, and subscribe wherever you hear these podcasts. Also check out Ghost Cult Magazine on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And finally check us out at ghostcultmag.com. We're out. Peace.